Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice and disincarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab, and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see View and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. Astrology with Susan Reynolds, one of my favorite shows of the month. And today I want to welcome Kim, Brianna, Gianni, and all of the callers that are going to be with us today. And of course, Susan Reynolds. Susan Reynolds is here every month, but guess what? This following month is going to be her farewell with Sylvia. She's going to continue doing all the great things she does and appearing all over with her um, participation of fairs and events. So, and, of course, she's always welcome to come back uh, whenever she wants. But I wanted to let you know. So if you were hoping to be on her show, now is the time. November would be her farewell show. And there's something that we are preparing for that day. So let's put it on your calendars because there's always something new with Susan Reynolds. So, Susan, welcome to your show. I'm so happy to have you back. It's almost like, I don't know, it feels like we just spoke yesterday and now you're back. <laughs> it does feel like we just spoke yesterday. And it was last really, month. It does. Yeah, but it, it, this month has gone by so fast for me. Uh, I don't know how it feels for the rest of you, but it feels like poof, it's gone. <laughs> You're right. It, October went <clears throat> by in the blink of an eye, and I think November is going to be the same way. We, uh, we are looking at a lot of astrological things going on in November, and um, one of the things I'm going to do first is to let you know what I'm doing and where I'm going to be in November. And so on November 2nd, I will be in Rock Hill, South Carolina, at the Awakening Psychic Fair appearing in South Carolina. And it's Rock Hill is just one of my favorite places. I just always love the people that I meet there. And Awakenings is a lovely show with many different kinds of vendors and readers and healers. It's going to be at the Hilton Garden Inn in Rock Hill from 10 to 5. 
So be sure to come on out and sit down and get a mini reading with me. And for lots of people that don't want or need or maybe finances or concern for a full reading, you can sit down and get a 15-minute quick overview to hopefully get some answers to your questions. I'm also participating in a new moon and a full moon circle each month at Alara Mind, Body, Spirit Spa in Mooresville, North Carolina. And Alara is located on Joe Knox Avenue. I think the exact address is 155 Joe Knox Avenue. But on November 8th at 530, I'll be conducting a full moon circle. And the full moon is going to be in Taurus. And we are going to talk about what that means for us and how we can work with them. And I will be at Alara on November 22nd. And we will be talking about the new moon that is coming up in Sagittarius in November. So if you are in the area, be sure to stop in and be part of this circle where we go deep into the moon, how we work with it, how we can use it, what a new moon and a full moon mean, and hopefully leave a little more empowered and uplifted. November is looking to be a very, very busy month. This is the month of Scorpio. And as all of you know who are regular listeners, at the end of the hour, at the end of the show, I always leave five or ten minutes at the end where I talk about the sign of the month. So if you're a Scorpio or know somebody who's a Scorpio or have to deal with Scorpio energy in any way, be sure to stay on the line and listen to the show through the end and see what I'm going to say about Scorpio. But as far as November goes, the big news is Mercury retrograde. I know, everybody loves Mercury retrograde, right? I can hear the groans happening now. Oh, no, not again. (laughs) Mercury actually stays retrograde about a third of the year. So, yes, it does seem like this just happened, and here it is again. Actually, technically, it's going to begin in October. Because on October 31st, this Thursday, is when the retrograde period begins. And it finishes on November 19th. So starting on November 20th is when we have Mercury in direct motion. There is also something that we call the shadow of the retrograde. Hang on a minute. (coughs) I'm getting over a bit of a cough. So I'm just going to ask you to bear with me. Uh, When we are in the shadow of the retrograde... For people who are sensitive to this kind of an energy, they may already be experiencing Mercury retrograde type energies. You know, their computer lost emails or their phone isn't working or, you know, the annoyances that we always seem to have to be dealing with under Mercury retrograde. When you are in the shadow of a a retrograde period for Mercury, it can begin up to two weeks before the actual retrograde So if you have been looking at a calendar going, it feels like Mercury is retrograde, you're actually in those energies, even if it has not technically arrived yet. Now, what happens when Mercury is retrograde? Mercury rules our communications. So anything that has to do with how we communicate sometimes runs into a bit of a bump in the road. So be sure to back up all of your information on the computer. Take special care with your phone. Check your receipts. Bills may come in wrong or there's the wrong amount or you got charged for something that's not yours or they didn't charge you for something that they should have. Or I know that seems like a good one, but trust me, it'll come back later. So better to, to take care of it now and not try to you know get away with that. Um, this is also about appointments. Think of our lives because most of us have very busy lives. We have hair appointments and doctor appointments and we're picking up a friend to to take them somewhere and we have to go see parents and we're dropping off kids and we are busy going and doing. That is all part of our everyday life and that is what Mercury rules. So allow extra time for wherever you need to go. It's I don't know if it's my imagination or if there have been any studies done on this, but I always think that when Mercury's retrograde traffic just seems to be worse. It seems like there are more traffic accidents, more traffic jams, more things happening. Because remember, Mercury rules cars and traffic and automobiles. So if there's any little thing going wrong with the car or something you think in the back of your mind, I need to get that looked at, I would do that right now. I would not wait for this to become a bigger problem. So, so far, none of this sounds like too much fun. 
missed appointments and miscommunication, and no, I didn't say that, and it was Tuesday, not Wednesday. And, but Mercury retrograde is actually good for a few things. Because we're so annoyed at any kind of delay or mishap in our outer life, we forget that Mercury retrograde is actually a very good time for going within. It's a wonderful time for meditating because our outer mind is not as busily engaged. We can turn within a little bit easier. So if you typically have problems meditating, practice meditating under the Mercury retrograde. It's a good time for planning. It's not good for doing or implementing, but it's a good time for research. It's a good time for checking out that information online. So, so do your due diligence. Talk to people. See who's on board. You know, um, Check out how this or that would operate. And then after the 20th, start to take those steps to move forward. I've noticed my dream life picks up a Mercury retrograde. Some people say yes. Some people say no. For me, it seems to be holding true. But make sure you keep a dream journal. Start to do some dream programming. And look at this retrograde period as a wonderful time to be able to access hidden information and deepen your dream state. So don't get so annoyed at the little bumps in the road that we don't take hold of this Mercury retrograde period and use it in the best possible way. We also have another planet changing direction. Neptune is finally, finally changing from retrograde motion into direct motion. And it is going to do that on the 27th of this month. It goes direct. Neptune is the ruling planet of Pisces. And so the sign Pisces has been more affected by Neptune's retrograde than most other people. But Neptune is kind of a fuzzy planet. It deals with our spiritual life. It deals with intuitive matters. It deals with that which we can't see or touch. And as it moves forward into direct motion, I think we all sort of reach for more, more wisdom and more connection to the divine. We, we want to be more intuitive. We want to have what we see other people having, not in terms of material wealth, but in terms of a rich inner life. Neptune is very artistic. So if you're involved in any kind of arts, this is the time. Things are going to start moving forward for you. I was just talking to a friend earlier who is very involved in the arts, and he was just telling me about wonderful new opportunities that have opened up for him. So if you have any artistic talent or work in this area, look for things to start moving. So we are finally getting all the planets that were retrograde in July are now all in direct motion. And Uranus is going to be the last one to turn direct, and it will do so in January. And so then we will begin the year 2020 with all of the planets moving forward. And isn't that a nice way to begin the new year? So, yes, we have some busy things going on. I want to talk about what the moon is doing, and I want to talk about some other things going on. But I also know we have some callers, and I want to make sure that I get to everybody that wants to speak to me today. So I'm going to ask Claudia, who do we have on the line that wants to talk to me. So we're going to start with Kim, and I'm going to bring her now. Okay. Hello, Kim. Hello. Kim? Hi. Hi. This is Susan, and I have your chart from the birth information that you gave me. And what is it that you wanted to talk about today? Um, I guess just whatever transits you see that are sticking out, um, I'd like to know what, you know, 2020 is going to be like in terms of love and career. Okay. Well, when I look at this chart, one of the first things that I notice is Saturn um, in kind of a little bit of a stressful aspect. Saturn is a planet that rules responsibility and our career. So I don't know if you've been struggling a little bit in terms of your career, but it looks like there may be a few challenges, maybe, we'll say, that you are either dealing with now or that you've been asked to, to have to um, face. You know, this is also a planet that is touching upon the area of the chart that deals with emotions. So at the very time when you are facing challenges, you may feel the least well-equipped to handle them. 
You know, sometimes life throws us a curveball, and we're on it. We're just ready to do what needs to be done and to handle it. But when our emotions are um, a little bit more serious and a little less, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere, we tend to feel more overwhelmed by challenges. We're, we're not as thrilled, let me put it that way. And so mm. this looks like this has been going on for a few months. Some of this is definitely tied to career, and some of this may also be tied to home and family. And so this has not been a particularly you know, joyful period for you. What I can tell you that I like is that I see Saturn getting ready to move on. And it's still going to be here for another couple of months. But starting in January, it has sort of passed some critical degrees and starts to move into a more pleasant place in your chart. It starts to, to act in a more pleasant way with the other planets. Instead of throwing rocks, mm-hmm. it's reaching out to shake hands. Mm-hmm. So has something been going on right now that's been particularly challenging for you? For sure. I left, um, I was at a nine to five and I left that job um, because just, yeah, they really weren't the best. So I left that and have been freelancing and, you know, trying to get new clients and such. And that's stressful. You know, that's a lot of work and it's not particularly easy. But if you can hang on a couple more months, finish out 2019, do what you need to do. Don't be discouraged if you don't see what you're doing paying off immediately. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you know, look around, put out your resume, cold call, do what you need to do to find the ideal job for you. But the ideal job may start to come up more in January, February than November, December. Because November, December is finishing out this old energy. And the new energy Mm -hmm. comes in with the new year, which I like because it is a lovely energy starting, um, and it is there, you know, it transitions right around December, January. And so that may be when you hear about a fabulous new job or you get a great idea or, you know, some door opens up that was previously closed. There is a very nice tie um, energetically in your chart here to travel. So if there's something international or maybe a company that is, you know, global kind of thing, that might be a good fit for you. There's also a nice Mm -hmm. energetic tie here in terms of education. So I don't know if there's anything with the education system that you might think about working on, but that is a time when it feels as if you are seen more and it feels as if you have more confidence. You're just, um, I don't know, your energy is higher. Professionally, you have more confidence, and I think you are listened to more. So that's a nice thing. I'm also going to say... Yeah, it's not immediate, but it's not that far away either. I'm also going to tell you that in December, on December 3rd, Jupiter is going to change signs, and it is going to move from Sagittarius into Capricorn. And this is going to be huge for you because I think it is going to bring in some new opportunities right there. Are you planning to go anywhere? Are you traveling at all around December? Um, I do have a work thing that I'm looking at that's international, um, possibly, but literally just come up, so I'm not sure of any details. I love it. Look for more of these kinds of things. I think think you have gone through the worst of this. I think you are starting to turn the corner. You may not see it (sighs) tomorrow, but it is not far off at all. Now... Something else, hang on a minute, that I like is this is a good time for you from January through, you know, um, at least May of of 2020 and most of 2020 for you to really push yourself, for you to be seen, for you to promote yourself, for you to sort of move up in the world, so to speak. If you worked in corporate Mm -hmm. America, I'd say ask for a raise, look at a promotion. This is a time when now or January, you said? January. This is a time when your work life may expand in a way that is very pleasing to you. You may still Mm. work from home or you may work for a company, but it feels like you're more excited about what you're doing. And it feels as if other people sense the excitement about what you're doing. Now, I'm going to tell you flat out, you may still be struggling with some money issues with some finances until, hang on a minute, around March. And then in March... 
It feels as if you get a nice boost of energy and there's more money there. Your finances seem to do better. And, you know, maybe that's when some bills get paid off or something. So after Mm -hmm. March, I do think you don't have to worry about money as much. Are you thinking about moving next year? I'm so open. I'm really open. I just feel like I'm in a super limbo phase of life in terms of love, career, everything. I feel like I'm waiting well, for it to happen. I I would definitely be open to moving um, if I had the right um, job opportunities, for sure. I see some possibilities for you to move in 2020. And they look really? like good opportunities. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to take it. And that's what I like about the word opportunity. You're not forced to do anything. You get to say, yes, Mm. I love it. You get to say, no, I don't think that's for me. It's your choice. But I see Mm. the opportunity being there. Now, Do you know where the opportunity would be? Oh, sorry. Hmm. No, I don't. But I don't necessarily know for sure. But this may be something about a partnership. I will say oh, okay. your ruling planet for love is Mercury. And as I just mentioned, Mercury is retrograde until the 19th of November. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Claudia keeping me, keeping me on track. So I would, <laughs> I would not um, invest a whole lot until after the 19th, and then things start to open up more. So just be a little bit more patient. Okay, after the 19th. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank I you, appreciate Kim. it. My Thank pleasure. you for calling. Okay, uh, Susan, so what do you want to do now? Well, let's talk a little bit about what is going on in terms of the moon in November. Because we have a full moon and a new moon. And in November, the full moon is going to show up on November 12th. And that is a full moon in Taurus. And Taurus is a wonderful sign, very earthy, very stable. You know, you have to remember that when we have a full moon, it means that the sun and the moon are in opposition to one another. Think of two boxers in the ring. The sun is all about our outer personality. The moon is all about our inner personality. Sometimes those two parts of ourselves come together perfectly, Other times, they're in conflict. This was a full moon. That's a conflict. The sun and the moon are not playing nice with one another. So we may feel like we want to act in one way, but we feel completely differently. Or we're out of sorts emotionally. We don't know why. This can be a little troubling. When there's a full moon, we have to make sure we're paying a little bit of attention to what's going on with us and just be a little bit more focused. With the full moon in Taurus, it is a wonderful time to complete projects. Taurus is all about getting things done. They are not going to cut and run at the first sign of trouble. They don't walk away when the going gets tough. They are really able to stick with it and complete something. So when the moon is here, you can look at old projects that you haven't done before. What do I want to do about this? How do I finish this? You know, Taurus is wonderful for getting so much done. And since it's an earth sign, all of the earth signs are going to benefit from that. That means that Taurus benefits and Virgo benefits and Capricorn benefits. These are the three earth signs, and all of them are probably going to especially enjoy that moon. Now, Scorpio is a sign that is opposite Taurus. And when the moon is in a sign that is opposite ours, we typically don't really enjoy that energy too much. So Scorpios need to make sure that they are staying especially grounded and aware of what's going on with them. Even though technically the full moon is occurring on November 12th, energetically we start to feel that energy a few days early. Most astrologers abide by the three-day rule that the energies of the full moon can start to occur and they can start to show up up to three days before the actual event. Sometimes you notice this with sleeplessness. A lot of people report that they have trouble sleeping under a full moon. They're just sensitive to those energies, and it's just kind of coming at them. And be aware that even after the full moon peaks on the 12th, the energies can still be felt up to three days afterwards. I haven't usually noticed them lasting that long as the three days afterwards, 
but definitely one or two. You're going to notice that. So I would use that full moon to be able to take a look at what needs to be done and do it. It's powerful that way. And don't forget the financial and monetary aspects of Taurus. This is a sign that rules one of the two money houses in astrology. So it's a good time to deal with money issues. Put yourself on a budget if you need to do that. Talk to your investment person. Make an appointment and sit down and start to look at what do I need for college funds and retirement and all those fun kind of questions. Taurus doesn't just look for the light and fluffy. It's ready to buckle down and get some things done. So you can start a new savings plan. You can add more money to the monthly mortgage or the monthly car payment to get it paid off quicker. It's a very smart money sign. So you can use this to your advantage. I love Taurus moons. I just buckle down and I get so much work done. And I go back and I go, oh, I never did this. I never did that. I just start getting them. I knock all these projects out of the way. (laughs) So I love that this is coming up. It's on a Tuesday, I think. Let me double check that. Yep. The full moon is on a Tuesday and it's midweek. So when you go into the office or sit behind your desk that day, you're going to do that with the energy of being ready to go, ready to buckle down, ready to get it all done. You're going to impress your boss. You're going to impress yourself with all that you can accomplish. So this is a high, high accomplishment-oriented full moon in November. So, okay, let's move back to people. And who else have we got in terms of calling in and wanting to talk about what's going on? Okay, so now let's go with... um Brianna, and she is here with us now. Hey, Brianna. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hi. I've got your chart. And what can I answer for you or talk to you about? Um, I am, I'm kind of in like this, uh, I think I'm very similar to the previous caller. I'm in this uh, like limbo, and I'm curious to know more about what direction I should be going in. Okay. When I look at this, it looks as if you've had to deal with a lot of career things this year. You may have been doing something about work. Now, if we are retired or don't have an outside job, then the home becomes our work because it's always going to show up somewhere in the chart. And if you're not working outside the home, then you're working inside the home, and that's that's the area. But right around December... And January, as Jupiter is changing signs, it's moving into a new place in your chart. And I think this is going to benefit you. I think this sort of, um, I don't know, get your mojo going, so to speak. It it feels very positive, and it feels very people-oriented. You know, you've got a sun here in this chart that kind of likes to hide a little bit, or even a lot. You know, you can be a very, very private person. And so you're going to have to make sure that you balance the time that you put out into the world with the time that you rest and rejuvenate yourself. You need a certain amount of alone time. Without that, you get out of balance. And you can get sick and you can get depressed. And you just have to make sure that you are paying attention to that. Hang on. I've got a cough drop in my mouth. And... (laughs) As this new energy moves along, I think it's going to bring in new people into your life. This can be new friends, new groups that you decide to join. This can be networking. This feels as if you are really focused on your career in 2020, at least as much as this year or even more. You know, I'm also going to say pay special attention to the period between February and June of next year. At that time, Saturn is going to move into Aquarius. And even though it's not coming close enough to really, you know, impact your sun in a big way, I think you're going to start to, to notice that difference. And you may, are you self-employed? Because this is a wonderful energy for being an entrepreneur or starting a company or, or some kind of business. Have you ever considered that? Yeah, I'm... I consider myself an entrepreneur, yeah. Oh. Well, then I love this energy coming in for you. 
Good. In February, you said? Yeah, it starts in February. You may notice it a little earlier. I'm telling you technically, you know, February is when Saturn enters Aquarius. But energetically, you may notice it a little earlier. You may notice it by January um, coming in. And you may start to think about some fabulous new idea for a business or what you want to do. I would start to ask about that and ask your guides and angels for help. Because when I'm talking to you, I'm sensing a lot of help on the other side all around you. Do you meditate frequently or on a regular basis? Daily, yes. Yeah, I would, I'm, I'm in a, a position. I was gonna say I'm in a like a place right now where I'm trying to just figure it out, figure out life, and so yeah, definitely. Well, definitely I'm meditating the, a lot. Good, good, and that's probably why I'm picking up help on the other side so clearly. And the thing is, when we are confused and we feel a bit lost, that is a time when we are least able to hear higher help. It's so unfair, but it's almost as if the times when we most want it are the times we accidentally block ourselves from it. I can tell you that that help is there for you because I can sense um, angelic presence around you as well as guidance that you're receiving. You may not receive it the way you want, verbally in a conversation like you and I are talking, but the help and the guidance are there. You just haven't realized that yet. But I think, you know, by January, February, you're going to get some idea of, oh, I think this might be a good business to do, or I think this might be a wonderful way to go. It's Usually I don't tell people different professions to avoid, but in your case, I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to say I would avoid social work. Because with a chart like this, it looks like you can get very overwhelmed very quickly. There is such a desire to help and to heal that you may accidentally sort of take on the the problems and the stresses of those you're trying to help. You have to make sure you're protecting yourself. You have to make sure you're strengthening your aura, surrounding yourself with light, and taking time for you. You would do great running some sort of philanthropic organization. You would do very well. You know, this. you're smart, you're capable, you have new ideas, you think outside the box naturally. You come up with these brilliant ideas, um, have a lot of financial savvy here. You'd be a good, like, financial officer at some foundation or other. And I'm going to say I think you're going to start to notice this fairly soon. I don't know that it, you know, just comes and life turns around on a dime. You're really moving into a lot of self-discovery. I'm just going to say, I okay, I'll say one last thing. It would be a good idea to talk to somebody, to a counselor or a therapist, to help you get the most out of this period of time. But I do think there is a new career waiting for you that is exciting to you and very, very positive. And I'll leave it at that because I know I got the bell. I got the gong. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Okay, Thank my you, Okay, now, you know, I just thought about this. Um, you know, I have lived and worked in the mind, body, spirit, metaphysical, astrological community for decades. And, and being in that community for so long, I have not only learned about astrology, but I have learned about many different areas of spiritual development working with your guides, your angels. I just ended up doing a weekend retreat on understanding your dreams. Next year I'll be doing a retreat on past life work. So today, yes, if you want to call in to ask about Sagittarius or Aries or your sign and what's going on, absolutely you can do that. But if you have a question about something else um, in terms of the mind-body-spirit community, you know, call in and I'll see if I can give you an answer. And if I can't, you know, we're soft. But maybe I've dealt with that. Or maybe it's something that I might, you know, have an answer for you. So we're just going to widen the scope a little bit today, you know. And it's not going to be just astrology. It's going to be astrology plus, whatever you want that to be. So now if we're going back to what's going on in November, 
I am going to say that the full moon is going to come up on November 12th. And the new moon is going to come up on November 26th. And the new moon is going to be in Sagittarius. And I love the sign Sagittarius. It's a fire sign. And so all the fire signs, and that is Aries and Leo and Sagittarius, are going to be able to handle this moon very well. They're going to enjoy that, and they're going to benefit from that. So remember, the energies of Sagittarius moon may start three days before and last a couple days afterwards. Sag is bright. It's optimistic. It's impulsive. It's impulsive as all get out. You know, Sagittarius loves to travel, loves to go and do. Very social. So we may be a bit more adventurous under Sagittarius moon. So you're going to have to find that line between being a little adventurous and trying something new and just being impulsive and not thinking things through clearly. And, you know, you're just going to have to find that place for yourself. Because sometimes it's a lot of fun and sometimes it's, oh, dear, what did I get myself into kind of situation. So I will say that uh, last month a friend contacted me and we decided to go indoor skydiving, which was fabulous. And it was under Sagittarius moon because I was ready to try something new and different. So Sag asks us to reach for more. We want bigger. We want more. Not in a selfish, greedy way but in a, a desire to know and to understand. This sign is all about the truth. So you're going to be very sensitive during that time to anybody that lies to you. And you may accidentally blurt out a truth you are supposed to keep secret. So be careful about what you are saying and how you are saying it. It's, it's not a bad sign or a negative sign, but sometimes the truth can come out in a way that, you know, foot and mouth, you did not intend to have to explain. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. That's not the conversation you want to be having with friends. So it's wonderful for communication, for writing. All of you writers out there, this is a time when you may get a second wind. You may come up with a new character. You may come up with the right title. You know, Sagittarius Fool is publishing, so it's a good time to contact publishers about your book. You know, anything that puts it out there. This is a sign that rules travel. And for many of you, you're either going to start going somewhere or you may start planning a vacation, even if you don't take that vacation until 2020. I love the desire of Sagittarius to know and to learn. You know, this rules higher education. Gemini rules the lower education, and Sagittarius rules higher education. So many of you will be attending workshops and classes and, and taking online courses. And, and this doesn't have to be in a, a so-called spiritual subject. You may be trying to learn, you know, Brazilian cooking online or learning to play the flute because you've always wanted to. This is where we don't let circumstances or age stop us, and we are ready to bring something new into our lives. And we all need a little bit of a new now and then. We all need to shake things up once in a while. So I'm really looking forward to this moon. The sign opposite Sagittarius is Gemini. And Gemini, as I said, we don't like it when the moon is in the sign opposite ours. So you may need to make sure that you're not overdoing or scattering your energies or maybe just being a little cranky. Make sure you're taking care of yourself and, and not overwhelming yourself with too much to do in too little time. But overall, I'm looking forward to this new moon. A new moon is a time for new beginnings, new directions, exploring new subjects. So I love new moons in general and this new moon in particular. So who else do we have online and what else do we want to talk about? So we're going to go to Detroit. We're going to ring our friend Gianni, and he's a Leo. Okay. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? I am doing good. You're a Leo. What is it that, that I can do for you today? <laughs> okay. Um, me and my girlfriend going through a, I don't want to say not a breakup, but separated at the moment. We've been together four years. And now we're trying to figure things out because we got into a, um, got a, a mess that we both played a part in. But um, my question is, she's talking about moving out with, with a friend to have me move in, like 
move out of my apartment and move with her. Is that something that's going to happen, or is she going to come back and move with me soon? Well, I will say, first of all, astrology doesn't make your decisions for you. Those are your decisions to make. But astrology can show you the influences that are going on in your chart right now. And right now, there's a lot of energy here around love and romance. So I am not surprised that these issues are coming up between you and your girlfriend. I will say October and November look like when some of this is going to be very intense. And this is when you're going to need to make a decision. I will also say next year, starting around January, February, Saturn is going to enter your area of love and marriage. And this is when it's time to fish or cut bait, as they say. This is when both of you are going to be looking at, is this what I want? Is this the relationship that works for me? And whether you're conscious of this or not, what you're going to be asking yourself is, what do I have to give to this relationship? What do I need in return? And that's going to be when you make a decision. If you you make a decision that she's what I need and I'm ready to give, it looks like this relationship moves into a much more serious phase. I would say being engaged, being married, setting a date, it's, you know, that kind of serious. Not just, oh, I think you're wonderful and we're great together kind of serious. So this is what's in your mind and this is what's coming up. It's not just about the living together. It's about being together from now on as a married couple, as a together couple. Uh, yeah, can you hear me okay? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say it looks as if, hang on a minute, it looks as if there's some stress around this. I will say between now, remember I talked about Mercury being retrograde, and it's going to stay retrograde until the 19th of November. So if it's possible... To avoid making a decision until after then, I would avoid making a decision because the energies in your chart look kind of confused and decisions that you make may not stay that way or they may change or there may be too many, you know, different directions going on. I would, if at all possible, I would wait until late November, like around Thanksgiving, to really start looking at this. And if you decide to move in together... You need to be aware that marriage is, you know, or the question of marriage is what's underneath everything. And it is going to be, is this the one? Is this the person I want to be with? And do I have what it takes to give to her? And does she have what it takes to give to me? This is about really looking past the superficials of, oh, we're, we're so great together. And, oh, we just, you know, think each other is wonderful because, you know, making a relationship um, last takes a lot of work. It's, oh, I can't stand his mother, and he likes to sleep with the window open, and she's messy, and, he, you know, all of the day-to-day things that it takes to, to face with somebody. This is what's coming up for you. So this is your decision as much as her decision, because underneath what she's talking to you about is the question of do I want to be with her? Do we make a good couple? Is this the one that I love and am ready to make a commitment to? And I think that kind of peaks somewhere between February and June when Saturn goes into Aquarius. I think that's when, you know, you make the decision, and I think it's your decision to make. I'm hearing a lot of clicks on the line. Are you hearing me okay? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm at work right now. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you're, you don't get in trouble with your boss. <laughs> I'll be okay. Okay. Okay, Claudia. Have we got any thanks thanks for calling in. Do we have anybody else that's calling in? And no, not not so far, so we'll wait for that. But do you wanna go with the month or I do have a question for you from uh, is is that now a good quest uh, time for questions or do you have sure. Something else on your agenda besides the month, the sign of the month. Now you have piqued my interest. So, <laughs> what kind of question have you got? Okay, 
So you know how every every year when you are in, in your birthday, you have an ascendant for that year, right? So this year, um, it, what does it mean that your ascendant for the year is going to be a Libra? Okay. Um, now, for those of you who are listening who don't understand or maybe a little bit confused by Claudia's question, we all have a birth chart, and that is called our natal chart. And that is composed of our date of birth, our place of birth, and our time of birth. And then a chart is erected for your birth, and that's your chart for life. But we also have what is known as a solar chart, and that goes from birthday to birthday. For instance, my birthday is in July. So every year on that birthday, if I run a solar chart, it's going to go from July, let's say, of 2019 to July of 2020. And so what Claudia is asking is in that solar chart from our birthday, when we run that chart, it's going to show the influences of the year ahead. And it will have its own ascendant, which may be different from the ascendant on your birth chart. So Claudia's question was, what does it mean when the ascendant on your solar chart is in Libra? And that's really fun because Libra is, is loving. Libra is ruled by Venus. Libra wants love. Now, this is love in all of its forms. Obviously, there's a lot of energy here around romantic love. So, if you are married or involved with somebody, I always tell people, go to your spouse or partner and tell them up front on your birthday, for the next year, I need romance. Just so you know, I need you to be more romantic and step it up. Because you're going to be hungry for that. And your spouse may not know it. You may be a very practical Capricorn, but you've got this beautiful Libra energy coming in for this year. And so whoever your spouse or partner is, they need to know that you want more romance, that you want to do more couple things. You know, this, this is a wonderful energy for finding a partner if you're single and you want love. It is putting yourself out there to be more social. Libra loves people, and it's one of the very social signs. So it is about you by yourself and you with your spouse getting out there and meeting people and saying yes to invitations and inviting people over and doing fun things. Libra loves to have a good time, quite frankly. And I am also going to say Libra is excellent and indulging themselves. Now, I happen to think we're not usually very good at that at all. So I like it when I see Libra coming up because it gives us a chance to be good to ourselves. And so think about what do you do to be good to yourself? You know, for me, it's going to be food. I just, it's always <laughs> going to be food. You know, but for other people, that may be massages or facials. It may be getting a reading. It may be buying themselves jewelry or a new watch. It may be buying new clothes or a new car. It may be traveling. It may be bubble baths every day. It may be taking time off from work and, and playing hooky and going to the movies. And, you know, think about what you do when you want to nurture yourself because that's what you're going to want to do with Libra, you know. And I tell people it's a wonderful, fun energy, but it's also expensive. Because clothes, jewelry, massages, none of those things come for free. So you may be spending more money this year on what I would call discretionary spending. It's not food and shelter and things like that. It's, you know, ooh, I love those diamond earrings. And, you know, look it out, honey. You know, It's the fun things. It's the things that we want to do rather than the things that we have to do. Libra rules beauty. And so with Libra as the ascendant, you're going to be more aware of how you look. So if somebody has Libra on the ascendant for that year, they may just get bored with their look. Oh, I'm, I'm tired of this. I, I want to go blonde, or I'm, I'm going to get a short pixie instead of this long hair, or I'm going to change up my makeup. Or you may experiment with new ways to dress, and, oh, I'm, I'm dressing too old, or, or I want to dress a little younger, and, and be more, you know, modern in, in how I present myself. Because the ascendant is all about 
how the world sees you. It is about how we present ourselves to the world. And we want to present ourselves in a very beautiful, charming, gracious way to whoever we meet. And, you know, certainly that's our manners. That's, you know, how kind we are and and do we smile and how social are we and how well do we engage with people. But we also make decisions about people based on how they look or our first impressions. And so with Libra on the Ascendant, you're going to want that first impression to be really nice. You're going to want that first impression to look good. You know? And so you can justify it. Oh, it's a business meeting. I have to buy this new suit or, you know, these pearl earrings or, you know, these fabulous new, you know, $500 shoes at just the right touch. So be prepared to spend a little bit more, which is fine as long as you're keeping it in balance. Because remember, that ascendant's going to be there for a year. You can spend yeah. a lot of money in a year on fun mm-hmm. stuff. So you don't want to go overboard. So just one last comment before we go with the um, sign of the month. Because I'm personally a Scorpio, I tend to control everything. So do you think that maybe when uh, a Scorpio gets a Libra year, it's pretty much to... To teach the Scorpio to relax and to and to have more fun and to pamper yourself more and not be so uh, obnoxious about budgets and stuff that trying to keep everything together because Libras are more free than us. Yes, that is a really good point that you said about being more relaxed because Scorpio tends to be fairly controlling and Libra tends to want things to be a little easier. And so, yes. With a Libra Ascendant, you can be more relaxed. I don't know, however, that you're going to be that relaxed about money. You may be relaxed about other things. <laughs> you, know, you may relax the purse strings and spend a little bit more, but I don't think you're going to forget to keep your eye on the bottom line. But, yes, that is, is very well put. And this sort of Libra-Scorpio combination, that's very charismatic. That's very dynamic. You, you present yourself in a wonderful way where you really enjoy being with people. Scorpio tends to be very private and very reserved, and so they're fine hunkering down. You know, they're like, no, no, you go, tell me about it. You know, they tend to like their own company, and they don't always get out there. And, you know, you're not going to see Scorpio dancing around at a party with the lampshade on their head. That is not who they are. But with Libra there, you may see them at the party. Where without Libra there, they may just, you know, stay home. <laughs> yes, I definitely see you pampering yourself more, being more social. It's Libra is not just about romantic love. It is about love of friends. It is about love of community. It is about, you know, just being more affectionate with everybody. So you may find yourself, you know, hugging your friends more and, oh, I'm so glad you're my friend and you mean so much to me and, you know, Scorpio tends to keep things private where Libra wants to share the love. And so you may be more demonstrative than usual. And people are like, oh, wait a minute. This is not Claudia. What, what are you doing? You're <laughs> hugging me. You know? <laughs> but I like it. I like this combination. And I think it's going to be a wonderful, you know, very positive um, ascendant for you where you can reach out and you can make new connections. Remember, partnerships are not just about romantic partnerships. Mm-hmm. These can be business partnerships as well. People tend to forget that Libra has a lot to do with business partnerships. So this can be people coming to you and asking if you want to partner with them or can they partner with you. And you may say, no, I don't think so. Thank you for asking. But there may be some in there that you're like, hmm, this may work. This, Why don't we try this? This may you know, expand things out. So, yes, I would look at business partnerships as well as personal partnerships to be highlighted this year. And Libra often has an underlying theme of money. People forget that because the love is so dominant. But where Venus is, where that Libra energy is, there's often a financial ease. So there may be some extra money coming your way or or less financial burden. Maybe you get the car paid off or the student loans are gone or, you know, these kinds of things. We can have more money, 
because there's less outgo and we can have more money because there's more income. The thing with Libra there is that you need to make sure that you're not spending it as fast as you get it. Mm-hmm. Which, which you can with Libra. Oh, great! Now I can afford that, you know, trip to the spa, you know, kind of thing. Um, but it's fun. It's usually a lot of fun because we like spending money on ourselves and being good to ourselves, and you know, sometimes taking a few moments to enjoy the fruits of our labor. And Venus is going to let you do that. So yeah, I think that's a great combination that you've got going on. And your birthday is this month, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the eleventh, and. So, and yes. that goes very well with ending the show today. Let's speak now about Scorpio. Well, Scorpio is the sign of the month, and astrologers love Scorpio because Scorpio is all deep, dark, and mysterious. This mm-hmm. is a sign in astrology that rules power and control. Nuclear bombs, you know, atomic energy is, is ruled by Scorpio. It is intense, and it is very, very hidden. You know, as I said, Scorpio's not going to wear their heart on their sleeve. You know, they are going to keep their emotions private. They may appear unemotional. They may appear almost wooden. And they are super, super emotional. But it is all underneath. They are never going to show you what's going on with them. This is a sign that can be, you know, controlling. Sometimes that's a good thing. I want the producer of my show to, to be on it, to be controlling. There's a good way for that to come out. And sometimes controlling can come out in ways that are not as good as we all know. So Scorpio has to kind of watch that. Scorpio is also one of the two money signs, Taurus being the other one. And Scorpio usually does okay for themselves financially. They are willing to work extremely hard. They will ask a lot of themselves. And don't misunderstand, they can have a very generous heart, but it may be a surprise because they never mentioned that or showed that, and suddenly they give their third grade teacher Mercedes for helping them learn to read or something, you know. Um, They're not usually given to the grand gesture. Whatever they do, even if it's a big thing, they'll do in private. They like their secrets. You can always tell Scorpio your secrets, and they will keep them. But don't expect to hear a whole lot of Scorpio secrets in return because they're keeping their own secrets as well. This is a sign that rules sex. That's, maybe that's why astrologers like to talk about Scorpio so much. It's got money, power, and sex. Like, what's not to like? So mm-hmm. with all of that energy there, think about power and control in terms of sexual intimacy. You know, this can really you know, bring up some issues. How do we, you know, share our passion? Are we comfortable with intimacy? And I'm not just talking about sexual intimacy. How comfortable are we with emotional intimacy? Scorpio can be very comfortable with this kind of intimacy, but not immediately. If you're involved with the Scorpio, you know, there are some tests to get through. They will test you. They do not give their trust or their love lightly. But once they do, they give it completely. So they make sure before they share their heart. And they make sure before they pour out their their feelings to you that you are somebody who is going to honor that and is worthy of receiving that. Because Scorpio loves to dig into secrets so much, they make excellent therapists, counselors, you know. They're the ones who are sitting there going, and how did that make you feel, you know. Scorpio is very good at drawing, you know, your deepest parts of yourself out and up to the surface. But they do that so that you can acknowledge them and heal them. Because underneath all of this, there's a lot of healing energy associated with Scorpios. Sometimes that healing is on the physical level. You know, surgeons and, you know, a lot of um, ER doctors, there's that intensity of Scorpio. But sometimes that healing is emotional, and we, we are able to heal our emotional wounds with Scorpio. You have to be careful because they can hold a grudge. The person who said revenge is a dish best eaten cold, that was a Scorpio. Because they can hold a grudge for the day after forever. You know, and so one of the things that Scorpio really struggles with is forgiving, is letting go and forgiving. And this is something that, whether it's in big ways or little ways, is often a real challenge for them. 
You know, but when they do that, they do it totally and completely. One of the major keywords with Scorpio is transformation. And Scorpios can live a life of transformation. And so who you are at 20 may bear no relation at all to who you are at 40, much less 50, 60, or 70, because they have so transformed their lives. And they have a natural instinct, a natural ability to help you transform your life as well. Just by being around you, Scorpios often act as a catalyst, you know, sometimes deliberately, but other times accidentally. Sometimes it'll just be, oh, I want you to meet my friend Debbie, you know, and Debbie turns out to be a publisher and and she decides to publish her book. You know, the Scorpio didn't know that was going to happen, but indirectly they acted as a catalyst, bringing those two people together. They can often act as like that secret ingredient that sets everything off. You know, you take two inert substances and they're fine, and you put them together and boom. It's like you may have two separate people and you put Scorpio in the midst and you get a whole new kind of reaction. Scorpio does this totally naturally without even thinking about it. They have a power in their gaze. People talk about the hypnotic gaze of Scorpio. They focus on you and they concentrate on you and you find yourself spilling out every thought, every feeling you ever had that you never told your best friend. It'll just easily come out with Scorpio. And they can transform people's lives even if they're not doing that professionally. And Scorpios have to be careful in terms of intimacy because they can be controlling. And this can be challenging in the bedroom. You know, I don't think anybody wants to hear, no, not that way, this way. You're doing it wrong. That is probably not anybody's best time, you know. (laughs) And so, um, you know, S&M, you know, things about domination and submission and extremes. You know, this is ruled by Scorpio, the underworld, the mob, you know, secret organizations, all ruled by Scorpio. This is a very occult sign. When you want to get into studying the hidden mysteries and esoteric wisdom, you are talking about delving into scorpionic energies. I see a lot of mediums with strong Scorpio energy because this is the sign that rules life and death. You know, a lot of Scorpios are drawn to very intense professions around life and death. They may, yes, they may work in a in a hospital ER, but they may be a volunteer hospice. You know, they may, you know, work with end-of-life issues. They may be a lawyer that is estate planning kind of thing. So Scorpio isn't afraid of difficult subjects, isn't afraid of life and death. Hmm, I'm just wondering. I wonder if Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a Scorpio who did so much. To, to bring up the taboo of talking about end of life um, into society so that we can have a better transition out of this lifetime and was instrumental in getting hospice up and going. And so, yeah, you know, a lot of Scorpios have an innate understanding of life and death or they end up getting drawn into very powerful life and death situations. I have a friend of mine who was with four different friends uh, as they passed uh, and helping them, you know, um, make a transition, holding their hand and loving them and, and being there with them as they, they left this world. Scorpios somehow seem to be able to handle that better than many other signs that may not be able to, to do that for everybody. And that's fine. It's just that Scorpio loves what is, behind the door (coughs) they love drawing back that curtain and yes they make a lot of good mediums you know because mediums have to connect with the other side they are the ones who sort of um, you know are the bridge between this side and the other side and you know Aunt Martha's coming through or do you know anybody's name begins with an M and this kind of thing because they're very, very intuitive. 
Remember, Scorpio is a water sign, and all of the water signs are super, super intuitive. And so, yeah, don't don't try to keep secrets from them because they're going to figure it out. You know, <laughs> whether they start coming at you very strongly or do it in a sort of, you know, quiet, sneaky, you know, rear guard kind of action, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to pick away until they sort of have uncovered those secrets. And um, But they will honor them. They are never going to indiscriminately share what is personal and private to you. And so they have an enormous amount of loyalty. Once you count a Scorpio as a friend, they are a friend for life. They will stand by you through thick and thin. And you have to really do something to make them walk away. They do not walk away easily. You know, they will give you the benefit of the doubt, and they will be, you know, your loyal friend, you know, through all kinds of crap. You have to really show them in very clear ways, you know, that you're not who they thought they were before they're going to walk away. And so in that sense, when you have a Scorpio that's a friend, that person is a friend for life, and they are to be treasured because they don't give their friendship or their loyalty lightly. And when you have earned that from a Scorpio, you deserve that. You you have earned something special because this is a very intuitive, powerful, charismatic, fascinating sign. And if I'm correct, Claudia, we are describing you. <laughs> yeah, in, a, in a many ways. And I'm, I'm thinking because we don't make that many friends, we take care of the ones that we have. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. not like, oh, I can get away with another friend. Now. It's like, no. It's, so, so, yeah, you're right. It, it, that person has to be very, very blunt or do something extreme. Like in my example would be if they talk, if someone touches my children, which I protect for everything, or my spouse, that would be a no, 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 no. But yeah. But other than that, I might be more more um, prone to forgive and, and to, to pass something. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. you got to love those Scorpios. And anybody that's got a lot of water in their chart is probably aware of a lot of this intuitive energy that I talked about with Scorpio. So where are we on time? We are open. Just Fine. A little over 107, so we are ready to finish today's show. Okay. Well, it's been a lovely show. I thank you, Claudia, for all of your hard work, and I'm looking forward to November, and it will be my last show, which is a little sad, but it's going to be a great show. So be sure to tune in to the last Monday in November, and we'll see what's going on through the end of the year. Certainly. So thank you, Susan, for everything that you have done for me and for the show. And I will see you back in November. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.